Hey, welcome to Cosmic Guidance for All. I'm Kira, I'm your host. Welcome. We're going to do a weekly forecast for April 20, April 16th today to um, April 22nd, which is Saturday. And um, I'm excited to get into it. I don't, I don't want to say apologies, but um, I feel like I have a sleepy voice today because I kind of just woke up. <laughs> it was a later night than I expected. I made, I just remember drunkenly making pancakes at 1am. So, which kind of tracks for this Pisces moon that we're under right now. But before we get into the forecast, I'm just going to do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, first, just to say thanks. Thanks for tuning in once again. Um, and sorry that these, that this forecast episode is a little late. Um, I'm still getting the hang of this. I don't have a producer, anyone helping me anymore with this, with creating the podcast. So, um, yeah, there's only so many spoons, right? (laughs) But, um, thanks for tuning in. I'm hoping to get these more regularly out and ready for you bright and early Sundays. Um, but yeah, what else? So, Oh, my books are open. I opened up some reading slots for May and um, they will probably book up kind of quickly. So I think there's maybe less than 10 spots left. Um, so if you're interested in getting a reading with me, I do 60 minute and 90 minute readings as well as 75 minute birthday year ahead readings. Um, I have like 10 spots left in May. I open my books every month. So, um, if you want to book for June, just hang tight. I'll open those up again in May, but yeah, I'd love to read for you. You can go to kira.world slash book dash now. Um, and that will take you to my booking page. You could also just go to kira.world and there's a big book a reading with me button right at the beginning, um, right at the top of the page. So Yeah books are open. Um, also again, Jove's house, um, my membership community membership subscription. Um, (laughs) Jove's house is a really fun place to just come hang. Um, it's a monthly membership and it is basically you, we, we host a reading swap every month as well as a monthly gathering. So we just did our gathering last week and it was really fun. Um, I just kind of talk for a bit, talk about the astrology, kind of ask you guys questions about how it's hitting you. And then we go into um, breakout rooms, smaller groups, and talk further and answer prompts and get to know each other. So um, it's all of that. Plus you get access to my private Instagram page at Joe's house, um, where I do, you know, private live streams and post content just for members. So, um, yeah, you can, you can join at kira.world slash join. It's just $11 a month. Um, and I think it's a really great value. So hit us up. Our next reading swap is going to be uh, Sunday, May 7th. They're always the first Sunday of the month. And then we do gatherings on Thursdays. So I'd love to see you there. And yeah, I think that's it. Um, I'm using a new software, Zencaster. So uh, for recording, oh, this light's kind of intense. 
<laughs> but I'm, I'm using I'm using a new software and um, it doesn't allow for like quick screen sharing. So that's going to involve me, you know, putting in these charts and posts. Um, but yeah, just so you know, um, if you do like any of the charts you see aesthetically wise, um, I use Luna, Luna astrology software for all of my chart generating for all my readings, all of that. Um, and if you're interested, I love Luna because it is very aesthetically pleasing and it's also very affordable. So, um, if you're interested in checking out Luna, um, you can get 10% off with my code for your first year. The code's Kira, K-I-R-A-H. You can also just go to the link in my links bio thing, <laughs> kira.world slash links, and you'll see a link for, for um, that as well. Okay, let's get into the astrology of this week, April 16th through the 22nd. Let me pull up my forecast notes. I also have some... Um, some notes here that I took in my journal. That's my journal sound you hear. The paper's crackling. <laughs> okay, so it is currently Sunday, April 16th. Um, the moon's in Pisces. And early, 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 early this morning, um, it was at 2 a.m. Pacific, 158 Pacific, so 4.58 a.m. Um, Eastern, the moon made a square to Venus and Gemini. Venus is currently in Gemini, being all cute and bubbly. Um, unfortunately, this Venus and trans Venus and Gemini transit um, is sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's kind of stunted by this Saturn in Pisces, and they. Um, I think the Moon and Venus are finally. Sorry, I think Venus is finally finished with its square to Saturn. Um, I don't even know. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that happened Friday, um, Friday morning on the on the 14th. I'm like, when did that actually happen? So yeah, Venus is finally um, able to be free and fun in Gemini. Um, and at 10.48 a.m., um, which is 148 uh, Eastern, 148 p.m. Eastern, the moon is going to try and Mars and Cancer. So we'll have this Moon and Pisces, Trine, Mars, and Cancer, very wet. <laughs> um, this could be a very like weepy and emotional time, um, but it's really good for connecting. This is pretty much happening as I'm recording this. It's good for connecting. It's good for um, things like bathing and cleansing, even swimming, um, some, watching something that might make you cry or just feel really big. You know, this is a good good morning for the big conversations. I'm sure there's people out to brunch right now who are just, you know, reconnecting with some folks and um, feeling pretty emotional. And that's what this this uh, moon, Mars trine and water signs is really good for. It's also really great for creative energy, um, especially collaborative energy and energy that anything that kind of requires, you know, um, building off of each other's energy. I wrote, it's a really great day for a photo shoot or other creative work. Um, I'm pretty sure I wrote this before I even plan. I'm doing a photo shoot today, actually, <laughs> right after this. So um, so yeah, it's great for this, a really fun creative day as well. 
um, with this moon in Pisces, trying Mars and Cancer. I think that water, these water trines are just very fertile. Um, and of course, fertility doesn't have to just speak to our reproductive <laughs> capacity, <laughs> but also for our, our, just our ability to create to conceive and to give birth to something. So yeah, all this water energy is really good for that. Um, at 4.24 p.m. Pacific, that's 7.24 p.m. Eastern, the moon is going to sextile Mercury and Taurus. Um, so I just kind of keep noting in my brain these moon aspects to Mercury um, as Mercury is slowing down to station and just kind of paying attention, you know, what's coming up around these these moon Mercury aspects. So moon and Pisces is going to make a cute little sextile to Mercury and Taurus towards, um, you know, later in the day, the later in the afternoon, evening, this is very social. It's a fun social, um, connection, but it does highlight something that's coming up about the Mercury retrograde again. Um, and worth it to note, this is when the moon is going to go void in our Hellenistic, um, our Hellenistic, uh, rules, void rules, <laughs> Hellenistic. I don't, what is the word I'm looking for? Again, I woke up. I just woke up. I apologize. Um, yes. Okay. So the moon's going to go void and it's going to be void for a while. It's, um, until like late on Monday it's, and if you follow the Hellenistic void, of course, it's still going to be void all throughout Monday into Tuesday, into Tuesday morning. So, just so you know, Sunday, 4.24 p.m., that's when the moon goes void with that sextile to Mercury and Taurus. And if you're new and you don't know what void means, it essentially, there's a couple different definitions. Um, SP Hall on Twitter just did a really good thread about the different, the three different types of void, of courses definitions. There's the modern, there's the, I think, medieval and... Um, the Hellenistic, I guess, way of doing it. I tend to follow the Hellenistic slash kind of a mixture of modern. Um, and essentially what it means is it's a time period where the moon is not making aspects or not making contact to another planet. Um, it's not applying to or, you know, going to make an aspect with another planet um, for a long time. And so with that, it doesn't always have to be a long time in the Hellenistic um you know, rules, it kind of is like that way, but essentially it's a time period where the moon is kind of drifting. It's in a void space. Um, it is not focused. And so I like to recommend things not to do during a void, of course, void, void of course. Um, and then there's some things that are great to do during a void, of course. So, um, what I advise not to do which I'm like in my head, like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to get my groceries in time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't recommend grocery shopping. I don't recommend spending a lot of money on food during um, when the moon is void. Of course, the moon rules food and our substance, um, you know, the sort of material substance that we, that we eat, our fuel. And when the moon is void, um, typically groceries will go bad. If you, you know, go spend a lot of money at a restaurant, it's like the food will come out bad or not great, or you have to send things back a couple times. Um, also recognizing again, this moon is going void and a sextile to a very slow Mercury that's about to station retrograde. 
So putting that out there. <laughs> um, it's not great for that. It's great for cooking. It's great for doing things that don't really require a ton of focus. So I like to say, you know, obviously resting. Um, also things like wandering. It's great if you want to take a hike or just want to take a long walk and wander. That's really what the Void of Course Moon is best for, in my opinion. Things like, um, you know, relaxing, finishing up work. It's great for, for kind of finishing up work. Um, and yeah, creative work, especially with the moon in Pisces. Um, avoid moon. It's great for sex. It's really great for having sex and just relaxing, kind of indulging in some pleasures. Again, things that don't really require a lot of focus. Not saying that you should have, you know, unfocused sex. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying, but um, yeah. Cleaning. It's another, I love avoid moon, clean sesh, um, that type of thing. Again, what it's not great for, meetings. It's not great for, yeah, important meetings. Um, I don't like to buy things in general under void moons. You just end up returning them or it ends up like not being what you expected, that type of thing. So um, later on Sunday night, 9.24 p.m. Pacific, that's 12.24 a.m. Eastern. And the next day, the moon will sextile Uranus, also in Taurus. Um, modern, so if you go by the modern void of course rules, um, you know, the moon would still be not void because with modern, they take into, um, they take the outer planet aspects into account. I used to, um, I no longer do. I just think, you know, the planets being visible is important. Um, and when it comes to something like tracking the void of course moon. So yeah, we can still look at it as a moon Uranus sextile. We can still take into account that, you know, that is something that's happening in the sky. Um, moon Uranus sextile, moon Uranus aspects can be a little bit um, surprising sometimes, but usually it's it's not anything like too intense, you know. It's not even the squares. I don't know. Sometimes you know you'll drop something. Um, you break a glass or something like that. Some unexpected news or, you know, Uranus, moon Uranus aspects can feel a little triggering sometimes too, but the sextile, I'm not too, I'm not worried about for anybody. Okay. Let's do Monday, Monday, April 17th. Um, our, I just want to say rest in peace, Ozzy, our puppy. He's not a puppy. He passed away at the end of uh, 2021 at, close to close to 18 years old um or maybe close to 19 I forget but yeah our dog Ozzy his birthday is April 17th so love you up there Oz I hope you're hope you're watching over us um he was the sweetest little cockapoo so cute okay so Monday April 17th um at 11 56 a.m pacific the moon's going to conjoin Neptune so again um if you're using the modern void of course rules, moon, not void yet. I think it would go void with this moon-Neptune conjunction um, around noon on Monday. So already it's a floaty day. Moon-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. Um, I already use Mondays as my like rest catch-up day. I don't have many meetings. I never do readings on Monday. Um, I mostly use it for 
working out, like getting my blood drawn, um, which I have to do every couple of weeks and getting acupuncture. So, um, I would just advise, you know, Monday, if you have any big meetings, just know it's going to be a little drifty, um, unfocused. If you have the potential, if you, if you're able to reschedule, you might want to, what Monday is really great for work-wise or like, um, brainstorm, brainstorm sessions, collaboration sessions, things that really require a lot of, um, like dreaming or imagination. Um, yeah, not great for getting a lot of detailed work done. So that's again, all day, almost all day, the entire work day, we have moon in just void, drifting, drifting, drifting through Pisces. Um, really great day to sleep in for those of you who, who do that, <laughs> who, who can, <laughs> who can. Um, at 6.09 PM, the moon's going to enter Aries. So 6.09 Pacific, 9.09 PM Eastern. Um, this would be the end of the Vorta course if you're using modern. Um, I, see, I'm a little bit, I don't know. I, I It's hard for me to decide, honestly. Um, sometimes I use this as the end of the, when the moon enters a new sign as the end of the void. Um, and I do feel that way. I've, I've done this for almost a decade. Um, when the moon enters a new sign, it has, you know, it begins applying to um, new planets. And as long as that application's within, you know, 10, 13 degrees, I'm typically counting that as the end of the void. Um, but yeah, we're still, we're using Hellenistic terms, which is when the moon finally makes an aspect with another visible planet. We're still hella void. We're still in the, so hella in the void <laughs> all throughout Monday at 6 41 PM, the moon's going to sextile Pluto. Um, but again, still hella void. So Monday is another drifty day. Um, and like I said, it's, you know, take the time, take the time to, to relax. I wrote, what about Monday? Rest up, let go, let things be. Don't force anything. That's what I wrote about this first couple of days of the week, Sunday, Monday. Um, yeah, just you know, it's giving, like, let yourself bob in the ocean waves, like, be a little buoy, let yourself just kind of, like, bob and, you know, try to find your center, try to stay centered, but don't be, um, try not to be too invested in making things work, if that makes sense. I'm going to take a sip of my smoothie. Okay. So that's Monday. Tuesday, we got our moon in Aries, Tuesday, April 18th um, at 8.46 a.m. Pacific. That's 11.46 a.m. Eastern. The moon will sextile Venus in Gemini. So moon in Aries, sextiling Venus in Gemini. We are no longer in void land. Um, And yeah, we have a cute little moon Venus sextile. I mean, I love who doesn't love a moon, moon, a moon, <laughs> moon, Venus aspect, especially a sextile. I look at sextiles as very helpful energy, supportive. Um, so thinking about Venus and this is how I, I do transits, at least thinking about what Venus rules in your chart. Um, those two houses the the Taurus and Libra houses, um, and 
these moon, like any, this moon sextile is sort of like a supportive boost, a little supportive energy to those areas of your life. Um, and yeah, the moon's no longer void at this point. So from this point, the moon in Aries is going to come to square Mars at 3.16 p.m. on Tuesday um, at 6.16 Eastern. This is interesting because we have a moon-Mars mutual reception square. Um, I just have a thing for the moon-Mars mutual receptions. Um, this is the square, the moon in Aries. So the moon's in Mars's sign. Mars is in the moon's sign. Um, moon and Mars are both nocturnal planets. And so they do have some, you know, some similarities, but in each other's signs and squaring each other produces a very interesting energy because neither of them like being in these signs. <laughs> so terrible, but it's not like, you know, they're not happy. They're not super happy here. Um, but again, they're ruling each other. So there's this there's this sort of understanding, mutual reception, mutual understanding with the two of them and, you know, not necessarily wanting to mess up each other's stuff. Um, to me, Moon and Aries squaring Mars and Cancer, it's giving urgency. It's giving, this is to me like the first responder um, aspect. <laughs> when I see this in someone's chart, I'm like, oh, you are someone that is probably really good in a crisis, you know, someone that's really um, just able to kind of spring into action when necessary, especially when I see it in the night chart. Um, but yeah, you know, Tuesday when we have this moon, um, this moon Mars application pretty much all day, just expect some irritation, honestly. That's, that's typically how this shows up. It's you know, whether it's irritation in your body, um, upset stomach, itchy skin, um, inflammation of, of some sort, or it just, or it manifests more externally where you're just like, you know, can't catch a break. Everybody's pissy. You're in a pissy mood or you're running into people in a pissy mood. Um, it's that type of energy, the moon Mars square. So prepare for that. Um, just a little bit of bitchiness, a little bit of pissiness, <laughs> people kind of popping off and being a little bit, you know, the fuse is short. The fuse is much shorter. I have an Aries moon. Um, so I know what it's like when there's just an impatience to it. And, um, it can kind of snappy, especially cause the moon isn't, the moon is being ruled by this kind of crabby Mars and cancer. Um, at 10 24 PM, the moon is going to conjoin Chiron um, and so, yeah, another kind of like ouchy type of day. It's this week. I should have said it at the front, like it's a weird, we're, we're, we're in for sometimes <laughs> this week. It's a, it's a doozy. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's Tuesday, the 18th for work wise. I mean, again, just kind of expect, um, to have a lot of energy and for that energy to kind of be like short fuse, kind of snappy, um, but potentially really good for getting some work done for those that need it. Um, Wednesday, April 19th, we have the moon in Aries. It's going to enter Taurus later this day. And also this is the day of our eclipse, our solar eclipse in Aries at 29 degrees, 50 minutes of Aries. So we're going to talk about that. 
Um, so at 10, 26 a.m., the moon is going to conjoin Jupiter and Aries. We love this. Um, I would say, yeah, between these, this 12 hours between the moon conjoining Chiron to the moon conjoining Aries, we can get some, it can be kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there just feels like there's some resolution there overnight, whether, you know, you're able to just maybe watch something that makes you feel good, um, or talk to someone that kind of helps, you know, digest all the energy of the day on Tuesday. When we get to this moon Jupiter conjunction in the morning on Wednesday, it feels like, you know, a little bit of a better mood. Um, yeah, it feels like the Monday, Tuesday void kind of feels a little bit more resolved by this time. And then, yeah, kind of all day, the moon's just going to be um, drifting, drifting, drifting to meet up with um, the sun and Aries. So that happens later at night, um, 9, 12 p.m. Pacific. So it's 12, 12 a.m. the next day on the East Coast. Um, we have our solar eclipse in Aries. This is big because this is the first eclipse in Aries that we've had for about, oh, I'm going to say nine years. I should have checked. I, I'm not going to check though um, when the last one was, <laughs> but about eight or nine years. Um, and this is going to kick off eclipse season, our spring eclipse season. It's also going to kick off um, a series of eclipses we have in Aries and Libra over the next year and a half. So throughout um the rest of 2023 and 20 and all 2024 will have Aries Libra eclipses. Um, so this is interesting, you know, our eclipse season this spring is we have our Mars rolled eclipses in the spring and our Venus rolled eclipses in the fall. So we get this Aries um, solar eclipse. We're going to have a lunar eclipse in Scorpio in two weeks that closes out, um, closing out that Taurus Scorpio cycle. But this solar eclipse in Aries. So what I'm going to say um, is, one, look at the Aries part of your chart. We've already been getting a lot of action here um, with Jupiter, with Chiron. Um, you know, we've had a bunch of conjunctions happening here throughout the spring, first with Venus on March 1st. And then we had a Mercury-Jupiter conjunction at some point in late March. I think it was the 27th or 28th. Um, we had a Chiron-Jupiter conjunction earlier in March as well, and we had our Sun-Jupiter conjunction recently on the 11th of April. So um, yeah, we are done with our conjunctions with Jupiter at this point in Aries, but it's been kind of warming us up, warming this this house um, and our chart, this part of our lives up for the eclipses to come. So especially with the North Node um, and yeah, North Node eclipses, it's the energy of hunger. It's the energy of increase of, um, you know, pulling towards this part of your life. I kind of think of the North node as sort of, yeah, pulling energy into this area of our lives. Um, of course the North node isn't here yet. It's not going to be here till July 17th. Um, but the, the eclipse popping off here, we get, yeah, we get a little preview. Um, so again, pay attention to that Aries part of your life. We are starting new. We are um, we are pulling in new patterning to this part of our lives. I'm certainly excited about it. Um, 
Yeah, especially thinking about the last set of Aries Libra eclipses with the South Node in Aries, North Node in Libra. I'm really hoping that this round kind of helps to rebalance um, what was started back then because it was it was a hell of a time for me at least. <laughs> so we get our solar eclipse, um, you know, kind of overnight for East Coast, but late at night for West Coast. The moon's going to enter Taurus just you know, 20 minutes later, basically, 9.29 p.m., um, the moon will enter Taurus. We have a very short, brief void moon period. Um, again, depending on who, on who you ask, <laughs> um, it's going to enter Taurus, immediately start to square Pluto. Um, it hits its square with Pluto at 10.04 p.m. Pacific. Um, so yeah, that's Wednesday. It's eclipse time. What I also want to say about eclipses, um, it's astrologers will often, um, will often say, you know, stay out of the eclipse light. I'm probably going to try to stay out the eclipse light too. Um, do a little, you know, it's for, it's 420 week as well. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, Another great thing to do for an eclipse, especially a solar eclipse, salt baths, bathing, any sort of cleansing. Um, you know, I'm probably going to hit the sauna at some point um, in my gym. Any sort of releasing, cleansing um, is great for a great protocol protocol for an eclipse. Um, hawk, hawk astrology, hawk astrology, um, hawk grub is awesome and they always have like really good content about what to do with an eclipse hawk does if you're interested in magic <laughs> if you're interested in astrology astro magic um you know d- divining doing sort of divinity deity work talk to hawk they have the best offerings in this regard and they're just great at helping you get more connected to the divine, to these, um, to these energies. So, but yeah, Hawk always posts really great stuff around what to do in an eclipse. Um, bathing is one of my favorite things to offer to people. Um, yeah. And just, you know, taking it easy, resting, that type of thing. Um, yeah. Okay. So, 420, Thursday, April 20th. Um, I just love how Taurus season begins on 420. Um, I love how Earth Day also coincides. I love how the moon's going to be in Taurus this 420 Earth Day as well. So again, um, the moon's going to enter Taurus overnight, kind of late at night on the 19th, 1.13 a.m. Pacific. The sun's going to enter Taurus. It's 4.13 Eastern. Um, And Taurus season begins. Um, 420 begins, (laughs) but here's the thing. It's still weird times at this point. So, um, 430 AM, the moon is going to conjoin the North node. That's 730 AM Eastern. I always say like moon, North node, we can kind of just over consume at this point. Right. So this looks like to me over consumption. If you're somehow up this early, um, that could look like a really big breakfast. It could just be look feeling like you can't sleep, <laughs> you know, literally getting up early, be feeling a little agitated or a little wired. Um, that can happen when planets are 
conjoining the North Node, especially the Moon. Um, at 4.30 a.m., the Moon's going to sextile Saturn in Pisces. Um, sorry, at 5.30 is what I meant to say. I don't know if I said that. 5.30 uh, Pacific. And then 9.29, 9.27 a.m., um, which is 12.27 Eastern, the Moon is, sorry, the Sun is going to square Pluto. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of rough. I mean, we get the moon squaring Pluto the night before, and then the sun's going to square shortly after in the morning. Um, that's kind of the, the thing about these planets entering Taurus. Jupiter's going to go through it too. Um, Mars is going to go through it when it enters Leo. They run into these hard aspects with Pluto. So just keep that in mind. Um, I'm glad it's kind of happening before my smoke sessions are going to get going <laughs> for the day. <laughs> Um, again, 420. Hey, but, um, yeah, we have the sun, that sun running into the square of Pluto. So just thinking about, you know, this early Pluto and Aquarius period and everything that's been coming up, I'm not going to even go through it all, but, you know, things like AI, things like, you know, potential war, these just, you know, old president getting indicted, all of these big major moments that have been kind of coming up since the um since Pluto entered Aquarius the sun coming in and squaring Pluto it just kind of brings a spotlight to these things um whether you know the external versions or the internal versions um but yeah I just wanted to point that out also thinking about the house that's the sun rules in your chart um and how that is going to be coming up into this square with Pluto. Think, yeah, that house, that Leo house in your chart is kind of going through it between, you know, um, Wednesday and Thursday with the solar eclipse, the sun being eclipsed. So that part of your chart, again, um, that Leo part of your chart, just it's um, tender and sensitive right now. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um and yeah, it's running into that square with Pluto in the middle of the day on one or on Thursday, four twenty. Um, at nine thirty-six a.m., the Moon's gonna sextile Mars. Moon and Taurus sextiling Mars and Cancer. Um, that feels really nice and supportive and good for you know again just being a little bit more productive, a little bit of a pep in your step. Um, what are my notes here? The luminaries are dealing with Pluto and both malefics right after the eclipse. Yeah. Um, so there's a massive change in perception that the eclipse is bringing. And it's kind of a rough digest digestion process, I think. And I, that's why I just want everyone to really take it easy this week. Like really take it easy. I'm, I'm trying to follow my own advice, not overdo it um, in any capacity because it's going to be really easy to overdo it. <laughs> it's going to feel really easy to kind of be a little burnt out or it's easier to get burnt out, I think, with um, all of this energy happening. So, and then of course, we're not done yet. Um, have fun on 420 folks, but again, take it easy. Try not to overdo it. Um, and overnight we have Mercury stationing. So this is, it's a weird series of events here, right? We have First, we start with um, this extremely long void moon, right? Hella, hella void. Then it's going to, um, that's Monday. 
Tuesday, it's still pretty, oh, it, it sextiles Venus. And then we have square to Mars. It's kind of crunchy. It's going to conjoin Chiron, kind of painful. And then it's going to enter Taurus. We get, oh, sorry, it's going to enter Aries. We get a solar eclipse. Then they both move into Taurus, the sun and the moon. They square Pluto. Um, it's just a lot, one after another, one after another. Um, and then once we finally get to Friday, so at 1 a.m. Pacific on Friday, that's 4 a.m., 4 or 5 a.m. Eastern, the moon is going to conjoin Mercury. Again, paying attention to these moon-Mercury aspects because what happens right after this, Mercury gonna station, Mercury's going to station retrograde. So um, we get moon conjoining Mer- Mercury in Taurus. It goes void. Okay, we have a void moon at this point. Literally 30 minutes later, 1.34 a.m. Pacific, the moon, sorry, Mercury is going to station retrograde at 15 degrees, 53 minutes of Taurus. So right smack dab in the middle of Taurus, Mercury stations retrograde. Um, And of course, we have this moon sort of like highlighting it, bringing a spotlight to the stationing Mercury. Um, Yeah, this is, this is just so much. I'm, you know, if you're traveling during this time, please, please, please give yourself so much extra time um, for travel. Make sure you triple check everything. Yeah, it just, um, it's just a, a lot all at once <laughs> this week. Um, yeah, so Mercury's going to station early in the morning on Friday morning. Um, and again, the moon is void pretty much all day Friday. Um, it's going to conjoin Uranus at 5.09 a.m. Pacific. That's 8.09 a.m. Eastern. And it's going to sextile Neptune way later in the day at 8.41 p.m. Eastern, 11.41, sorry, 8.41 a, uh, p.m. Pacific, 11.41 Eastern. So Friday is another one of those days where it's just we're in void land. We're also in retrograde land. Um there's it to me this is this is room time to process um to digest to sort of absorb how everything's hitting you by everything i mean the eclipse mercury stationing um it's just time to let things kind of wash over you and and um recognize how they're affecting you the thing about eclipses the thing about eclipse season is it warps time in a sense where we feel like everything is urgent. We feel like, you know, I have to do this thing now. Add in Uranus, add in, you know, um, the sun and moon, the aspecting Uranus, aspecting Pluto. Um, there's a lot of urgency in the air and it doesn't necessarily mean everything has to be urgent. Okay. That's all I have to say. You don't have to rush. You don't have to. Most of the time, it feels that way. And so try to catch yourself um, before you rush into things that you don't necessarily need to rush into. So yeah, very, very voidy, loopy, backwards, inside out, upside down Friday. (laughs) And finally, we get to Saturday, early, early in the morning at 3.10 a.m. Pacific, 6.10 Eastern, the moon is going to enter Gemini. Um, shortly after, it's going to trine Pluto at 3.48 a.m. 
Um, the moon in Gemini will trine Pluto and Aquarius. And we run into Saturn at noon. So 11.59 a.m. to 59 p.m. Eastern. We're going to, um, the moon in Gemini is going to square Saturn. Yeah. And um, on Sunday, the 23rd, we have the moon conjoining Venus pretty early on. Um, so a little bit of resolution after that moon square Saturn on Saturday. But um, again, it's just, it's a very much like a rough digestion time, I think. And so be extra kind to yourself, you know, see what you can do for yourself and for others to help um, aid in your processing of all these big events happening this week. And um, yeah, I, I just feel like let me see what my notes are. <laughs> I always write notes. Okay. Work week. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's see this. The work week. I wrote, it's stressful. We have these long void moons. We're not getting a lot done. That's the other thing. I think I might've said that earlier, but try to release expectations of like getting a lot done or getting shit done. We're not getting a lot done this week. Um, yeah, Monday is a wash. <laughs> I'm reading my notes. Um, Monday is a wash. Tuesday is semi-productive. It's good for early meetings. Um, but it's just, yeah, ouch, crabby, bitchy with that moon square Mars building most of the day. Earlier on Wednesday, that moon Jupiter conjunction is great. It's the best day outside of the eclipse. So Take advantage of that Wednesday. If you really do need to get some work done, I would say that Wednesday morning is the time. If you need to have any meetings, Wednesday morning is the time. If you need to send an important important information out, Wednesday morning is the time. Um, stay out of the sun. Know that the eclipse is coming and beware of rushing. Wednesday night is not cute, is what I wrote <laughs> with the moon square Pluto. Um Let's see, 420, um, Mercury stationing. Yeah, take it easy. Have fun with friends. Eat good food with that moon in Taurus. Um, and the weekend, we have, let's see, what did I write? Dreamy, drifty, weed hangover. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wrote Saturday. Okay, so Saturday night. We have this void all day. It's not great for new, new stuff. It is good for body work, yoga, you know, massages. It's good for food, eating. And it's great for a lazy date. I said, fr this is Friday. Um, I wrote, Friday is good for fine for a lazy date. <laughs> um, again, because I think that's going to be a void time. Everything's void. And so, I say it's good for a lazy date. It's not great for a first date. It's not great for, yeah, meeting up with someone for the first time. I just don't like void moons for that. Um, if you're already with somebody, if you're already seeing somebody, if you're partnered, you know, if you want to go out to a movie or something like that, it's good for that, you know, just like eating, lounging, chilling, again, like hooking up, having sex, but nothing that's requiring a ton from either of you. That's what I'm going to say. Um, sometimes we just need to be held, right? It's kind of like that. That's kind of the vibe. 
Um, let's see. Saturday, rough morning slash afternoon. It's slow, but it gets better after the square. Um, and then and then when the moon starts applying to Venus. So I think Saturday night could actually be a good night. Um, fun night to go out if you need to kind of shake off the energy of the week. I would say Saturday night is the night to do it. Um, and yeah, just know that we have that moon squaring Saturn during the day that's um, exact at around noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. So expect it to feel a little slow, lethargic, maybe even, you know, just kind of sad um, <laughs> up until that point. And then you know, moving into the afternoon, evening, things start to get a little better because the moon's going to be moving to conjoin um, Venus. And I wonder, we probably won't be able to see it. We might be able to see it around sunset, actually. So look out for that in the sky. Um, Beautiful crescent moon and super bright, gorgeous Venus. Um, But yeah, that's the week for you. That's the week ahead. Um, I, yeah, again, I'm just saying like, prepare to, like, if you can, if you're listening to this today, Sunday, get your groceries before the moon goes void. Um, You know, buy your groceries early Wednesday morning when the moon is in Aries um, conjoining Jupiter. Just make sure you have stuff around stocked up um, to kind of like keep you going this week. Um, It's again, not the best week to start new things with this intense eclipse and Mercury stationing retrograde. Um, It's more of a just like hold on to your hat and do your best type of week. (laughs) And I don't say that to scare anyone. I'm not trying to say like, oh, watch out. This is like, this is the week. No, I'm just saying like, don't have high expectations for, you know, getting a lot done or, you know, pushing through and doing big things this week. It's just not the energy for it. It's very much an energy of be affected and process, be affected process. You don't have to do a lot. Um, you just have to receive and process, um, and lean on your friends for help and ask your friends if they need help and yeah, check in with each other. Um, the best way to get through this shit is with, your friends, you know, with your loved ones, with some camaraderie. Um, and honestly, that's what I made Joe's house for. That's why I host community spaces in this field. It's because it is so important to be able to talk about what you're moving through with other people who also speak this language of astrology. Um, and yeah, to be able to kind of process and um, have each other's back throughout this. So Yes. Um, send in your hashtag astrologer good stories. Um, send in your Ask Kira questions. I'm going to be releasing our first Ask Kira episode this week. Um, and I will also, yeah, I'm. you can just go to kira.world slash ask, um, ASK, and submit your questions for me and my guests to answer live on the pod. Um, and I also, again, I want to hear your astrologer good stories, um, hashtag astrologer good stories, meaning, you know, those stories when the transits are just hitting chef's kiss, um, you know, you're like, this is just too clear. Astrology is creepy and scary because how was this so accurate? That type of thing. I want to hear them. I want to share them. Um, so submit them. 
And yeah, I'm working on getting some music for this show, some new music. Um, what else? Yeah. And editing all of that. We're working on it. Your girl is working on it. All this tourist stuff is my third house. So I knew that it was gonna, you know, this, all these tourist transits are kind of telling me that, you know, brush up on your, your technical skills, like learn something new, stop trying to, you know, outsource everything that you can't do Kira because you can do it I can do it I can at least try and we go from there right okay I have to go I have to record another podcast (laughs) um thank you so much for tuning in with me once again um it's lovely as always if you can give us a cute little five star if you can rate us review us on the apple podcast thing um store (laughs) It's not a store. The Apple Podcasts. Yeah, review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, and on YouTube. This is on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, you know, you guys get the get the thing. You guys know. Everyone says the same things. I I would appreciate it because it really does help people find the show. And um I would love to be able to continue offering the show and you know get supported in doing it. And so in order to do that, I need more people to see it. So you sharing it, you sending it to friends, posting it, all that. It helps so much and I appreciate it. I love doing this. So yeah. All right. Have a great week. We'll tune in again. I'll check in with you again on Sunday and we'll look at the following week ahead. All right, folks, have a good one. Bye.